0: What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Hope Huddle Podcast, your place for inspiration, hope, and empowerment. You know, this year has been, uh, 2018 has been an incredible year. We did our annual Hope Fest where we were able to serve our community. We had over 800 attendees come out to our Hope Fest, a church that wasn't even two years old yet. We served 800 people. We gave 1,000 meals. We have in a, in, uh, accumulated amongst all the volunteers 970 hours worth of service. We gave 60 free haircuts. We gave 280 backpacks to children going back to school with supplies. We were featured on the Greenbelt News. We connected this year to the mayor of Greenbelt and the police department. We expanded our reach by outreaching to Franklin Square, the apartments nearby. We had amazing gatherings where we expanded our reach such as Easter, the National Night Out, which is a community event, trunk or treat event that we just had recently. This year, we had a phenomenal Calibrate Leadership Summit And we've had a full year of leadership development and team nights. We've had a successful year of huddles, the men and women's groups. And we've had consistent services Sunday after Sunday for two years now. And let me tell you, 2018, our services have been phenomenal. While I'm sharing all of this, what I really want you to understand is that all of this was only accomplished by the grace of God. I'm going to say it again, everything that I just named and even the things that I haven't named that you may have in mind, we did this pastor, we did that pastor, all of those things that may come to mind that we've accomplished, we've only been able to do it by the grace of God. We're celebrating two years today by the grace of God. And so today for a few moments, if you would just allow me, I want to just simply share real quickly on the grace of God. See, grace is something that is uh, really unexplainable, it's unexplicable, it's a concept that is almost beyond our human capability to really understand the concept of grace. And as we're starting a brand new series in the month of December, I want you to come out throughout the month of December because we're really gonna get into this concept of the gifts that God gives us. As we're celebrating in the holiday seasons, we're getting ready to share gifts. I wanted to take a a month, the month of December, to really share God's heart and the gifts of the many gifts that He's shared and He gives us. But I want to talk about one of the gifts, and that is grace. And, And for those that don't know what grace looks like, grace is when you've been unprepared for a test, and then a professor or your teacher comes into the classroom and says, our test has been canceled. Anybody ever needed some grace? Not only that, but grace is not only withholding uh, what you deserve because that's mercy, but grace goes to the next level. Grace says, not only am I going to cancel the test, but I'm going to give you some extra credit for no reason. Some of y'all in school, like, I need that grace. (laughs) Grace. Grace is when you know you just committed a traffic violation and you get pulled over and then the police officer after a conversation says to you, you're free to go. But grace goes to the next level. It says not only are you free to go, but I'm going to take away some points that are on your record. Mm. Grace is when when you're going online to pay off some debt and then you look in your account, not only was the debt wiped out, but they transferred, somebody's like, Jesus, I need that, please, that's for me. <laughs> but not only was it wiped out, but there's some funds that are transferred to your account. Somebody, somebody, somebody say, I need that kind of grace. <laughs> So it seems like you kind of understand what grace is. Let me tell you what grace is. Real grace is when you've been trapped in your sins and trespasses, when you've been addicted, when you've been chained up and bound by fear and by anxiety, by, by loss and grief. And then here comes a gracious and loving God that extends his hand in the midst of our brokenness, in the midst of our failures, in the midst of our downfalls, in the midst of our pain. And we have a loving God that extends his hand and says in the midst of your pain in the midst of your hurt in the midst of your brokenness in the midst of the failures that you have committed I love you I will restore you I will lift you up and I will give you purpose and I will give you a new name That's real grace, y'all. I don't know if anybody in this place has a testimony of grace. That you were once lost, but now you've been found. You were once blind. I wish I had somebody. But now you can see. You were once addicted, but now you are free. You were once broken, but now you are healed. See, that's the kind of grace that God gives. And so, oftentimes, we can uh, overlook the grace of God. And let me tell you, the grace of God is a gift that He gives us. In fact, I love this acronym for grace. Grace means that it is God's riches uh, at Christ's expense. It's God blessing us because of what Christ did on the cross of Calvary. It's when He shed His blood. It's when He presented Himself as the ultimate sacrifice, so we could have a relationship and fellowship with God. The Bible. Says that we are saved today by grace and not by works it's not by anything that we have done I'm not standing here today because I got a fancy little tie on today I'm not standing here today because I'm good looking, because I'm an eloquent speaker. We're not here today as a ministry because we've made all the right decisions. We are here today because of the grace of God that has been over our lives, that even when we made mistakes, the grace of God was there. Even when we failed, the grace of God was there. Even when we didn't hit the mark, the grace of God was there. See? A lot of times we can misconstrue things and say, well, I I received this because of my accolades, because of my titles, because of my abilities. But when you understand the grace of God, you know that it's not by your own doing that you're here today. Some of you have a testimony that you would have lost your mind had it not been for Jesus. You would have lost your family had it not been for Jesus. You would have lost your business had it not been for Jesus. But even in all your mess, God says, I still love you. That's the kind of Jesus that we serve today. God's riches at Christ's expense, it's when God gives us what we don't deserve. We don't deserve to be here today. We don't deserve to have made it two years. We don't deserve to be standing with freedom lifting our hands and celebrating, but yet by the grace of God, it says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 through 9, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and it's not from yourselves. It is a gift from God, not by works so that no one can boast. There's never anything that you can do to earn it. It's a gift of God. Grace, I love this quote, grace is the love that God has shown to the unlovely, the peace of God given to the restless, the unmerited favor of God. That is what grace is, and that's what it looks like. And grace is the basis for two things that I want to share with you, and then I'm going to get up out the way. Just two things. Look at your neighbor and tell him, just two things, just two things two things okay okay I need y'all to interact with me just and interact with your neighbor just tell them just two quick things two quick things grace is the basis of our identity here today if you are a believer and even if you're not I'm so glad that you are here because this is for you our identity our identity is based on the grace of god look at what first corinthians chapter 15 verse 10 says but by the grace of god i am what i am and his grace to me was not without effect no i have worked harder than all of them yet not i but the grace of god that was with me Grace should be your identity. I don't know about you, but I, I, I have the testimony that I am the picture of grace. If you go to your dictionary and you look up grace, you're going to see my face cheesing there. Because I'm telling you, I've needed the grace of God. I've needed the grace of God. And here the Apostle Paul is saying, I'm a picture of grace because at this time he was an amazing missionary, apostle, pastor, teacher, evangelist, doing amazing things. But one thing that he had clear in his mind, that he had made it that far, not in his own doing, but by the grace of God. That he had made it to the place where he was at by the grace of God. He's saying the grace of God was effective in my life because one day I was a persecutor of Christians and now I'm the one that's preaching the gospel. He says that's grace. I was the one that was unforgiven. I was the one that was bound. I was the one that was lost and confused, and I was causing hurt and pain to others. But now I'm a person that loves. I'm a person that serves. Now I'm free to do all that God has called me to do. It's only by the grace of God. Can I tell you what the grace of God does? It forgives us. It cleanses us. It fills us with love when we used to be full of hate. The grace of God is what changes and transforms us. Some of you are saying, I need change, then receive his grace today because it's the grace of God. When you encounter the true power of Jesus, when you really surrender your life to a relationship with Christ, that's when he fills your life with grace and he says, I give you a new identity. I'm not, here. the apostle Paul saying, I'm not who I used to be. Anybody got that testimony? You're not who you used to be. I know we can struggle because we're not who we want to be yet but thank God we're not who we used to be I'm not there yet I don't have it fully together in my marriage I still stumble and fall but thank God I'm not where I used to be and it's only by the grace of God the second thing I want to share to you today about grace is that it is the basis for the strength in our lives look at what 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 says but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me what is your weakness today God says I can use those things that you see as a weakness I can transform those things that you feel hold you back and I can give you a new name. I can give you a new identity. I can give you new purpose, new perspective. I can enlighten you. I can strengthen you in your most vulnerable and weakest moments. That's why the Bible, it seems like it, it, there's a discrepancy. It almost seems like it doesn't make sense. There's irony there because there are scriptures that says that, it, it, scripture that says, when I am weak, that's when I am strong. It, it, there's, in fact, the Bible says, let the weak say they are strong. It says, for the joy of the Lord is strength and so it has these concepts that seem like they don't make sense but here's what here's what the scripture is telling us that when we come to the end of ourselves that's when Christ can begin the work in our lives when we come to the end of ourselves and we say God here I am with all my weakness because a lot of times we hold back from giving our lives to God because of our weakness and our failures I'll get my life together and then I'll go to church I'll get my life together and then I'll serve fully. No, no, God wants to meet you where you're at today. God wants to use you today. God wants to fill you with purpose today. God wants to transform you today. He's saying those weak things in your life, I want to use those things. He's saying my grace is sufficient. Here the apostle Paul was crying out to God because he was in a season where he was saying, God, take the pain away. God, remove the issue that I currently have. Theologians have different perspectives of what exactly the thorn in his flesh was. Here he is pleading to God to take away the thorn in his flesh. Anybody ever had a thorn in your flesh? Just something that bothered you, a season that was very difficult for you. Here he is facing the season, and in the season, this is when God told him, my grace is sufficient for you. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but I want to let you know on behalf of God, His Word, and the Holy Spirit, because I prayed before this service. He wants to let you know His grace is sufficient for you. His grace is enough. I know that you still need some answers, but He's saying, but His grace is still enough. I know you don't have it all together, but God wants to let you know His grace. I wish I had somebody in this place that can say, God, thank you that you have grace for me. Thank you. He's saying, my grace is enough for you in your brokenness, in your hurt, in your pain. I know it hurts that the people you expected to be there weren't the ones that lifted you up. But yet God says, I will be there. My grace is enough. I know it hurts that they let you go at your job. I know it hurts that you expected certain things from certain people. And here you are saying, God, why am I going through this? But he wants to let you know, my grace is enough. God, my business is not picking up with the pace that I wanted. He's saying to you today, my grace is enough. God, my marriage is still struggling, but I'm going to hold on. I'm going to keep the faith. God is saying to you, my grace is enough. For whatever circumstance you're going through today, Christ wants to let you know that His grace is enough. But here it is. How do you have access to that grace? How do I access that grace? It starts with obedience how can I tap in to that grace that I need for my weakness how can I tap in because I feel like I'm losing myself in my identity I don't have an identity and and so I don't know who I am and God is saying you can access that through obedience all you have to do is open up your heart and in every season of your life Obedient what is obedience pastor? What does that look like that when you're going through those difficult seasons in order to hold on to that grace? What you say is in the difficult seasons God in the midst of it all. I'm gonna trust you. That's obedience God when I'm struggling in my faith, I'm still gonna hold on God even when things don't look like they're panning the way that I wanted them to I'm still gonna hold on God even when there are only six people in my church, I started with six people in this church. God, even without instruments, God, even without a building, God, even with no finances, yet I, I still say your grace is enough. Even when we don't have what we're waiting for, even when the vision that I had in my dream, it's not. I'm not seeing it yet. It's still saying, God. I trust you. I will follow you. I will obey you. Even when people try to pull me away from you, I'm going to hold on for dear life. I don't know if any of you have that testimony that people have tried to pull you away, but you say, God, I'm going to hold on to you for dear life because His grace is enough. And today on our two-year anniversary, I close this word by saying we are here today and to God be the glory. Can somebody open up their mouths and give God a praise today? Once again, much love and appreciation. For listening to today's message, I'm so glad that you've been a part of the listening experience. But let me tell you, there's nothing like the live experience. It cannot be explained, only experienced. And so, I encourage you to come out on a Sunday so you can listen to the messages live and be a part of a wonderful atmosphere within family and within community. You can find more information about our gatherings on our website at myhopecenter.org. Also, make sure to follow us. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Our handle is at My hope Center. I also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so that you get notified as soon as we upload content. Make sure to share it with your friends and your family. There's someone that you know that could really benefit from these messages. So make sure to spread the word about what's happening here on the Hope Huddle podcast. So again, I hope to see you soon. Until then, peace, love, and God bless.